0: Trap 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 Hey
1: everybody,
2: welcome to a brand new MA Racing Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. We're giving you three this week. Three. Okay, because we love you. We love our, our fans, and because Colby Covenant is coming on today, as well, yeah. as, as, well as Alonzo Menifield, we got two studs coming on. Uh, we have a guy who's ranked number one in the world in Colby, and uh, a guy who's top 10, I think, in Alonzo if not now, he, he will be at 205. The guy's a monster, he's like 10 and 1 with I think nine knockouts or 10 knockouts. He's the guy's the real deal, and I love having him on. He lost his last fight, but it was. Super close. It could have went to him, and um, it was a little learning experience. I don't even, you know, it's like sometimes guys lose and they get dominated, and you're like, this you needs a step back. And then other times, it's like a close fight, and uh, a guy almost his, his stock raises even in defeat. Mm-hmm. I think a guy like that, like Greg Hardy, is a perfect example of who, he, you know, his his last loss. I mean, everyone was was counting him out and saying that, like, he has no shot, and he went three rounds against that against the Russian, and, and look you know great. Volkov? Yeah, 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 against Volkov. Um, and it's that's one of those things where when you get guys that are young and have unlimited potential and are new to the sport, I mean, Greg Hardy isn't that young, but he's young in MMA, and he goes three rounds against uh, against Volkov and uh, hangs in there, you're like, wow, look at the upswing. I remember that was like Kevin Lee. When Kevin Lee came on the scene, his first loss was to Al Akita, but he hurt Al, and he looked so good. People were like, whoa, this dude, you know, where did this guy come from? Another yeah. one is Lando, Lando Venata, Venata against Tony Ferguson, his first fight. People were like – I mean, his stock rose incredibly. So that's the thing. It's like uh, sometimes even when you lose, you look better. And sometimes when you win, you can still win and look terrible. Uh, a guy yeah. like Mike Jackson – I like Mike Jackson, but he wanted to, you know, teach CM Punk a lesson and he got cut after the win. He's the yeah. only guy, I think, in the history of the UFC to lose after a win. You get cut after a win. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you can lose by winning and win by losing. That was, a, that was a famous quote in a movie before your time called White Men Can't Jump. It was a. No, with
0: Woody Harrelson.
2: Great movie. I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, marijuana is legal in California. Okay, get it delivered right to you at Speedweed. Com. So, I'm excited about this fight. I actually, uh, I got invited to a pool party uh, this week with the baby. On <laughs> I already know what you're wife, thinking or what you thought. And it's, it's, uh, man, it's a good friend of mine who I haven't seen for a while. It's not a party, just me and my daughter and my wife. Oh, okay. And then this guy, his, his, uh, his daughter and, and the, our kids are friends. And I'm like, oh, man, how do I figure out, maybe I'll pay him to order the pay-per-view from, from there. This is hard because uh, I also tweet during events too. I feel like I have like a, a job to make people laugh during yeah. events. But I don't know. Family comes first, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, are you more worried about COVID and just, you know, exposing your no, no, family? It's just, it's
2: just us with one family. Okay. Not, I'm not worried. If it was like a party party, I wouldn't go. Some of these parties that I'm watching on the news, I'm just like, what are you guys doing?
0: how do you feel about watching ufc with other people do you like kind of do you like to watch it like by yourself or just with a buddy or with your family or whatever or do you like to have a bunch of boys over or it really depends on the
2: person you know if it's somebody who's like i don't know like i think my neighbor came over this woman and my my crazy neighbor and there was a, a fight on last week and she was like she was like, oh, my dog can hit harder or something. Her, or just, yeah. my, my two-year-old hits harder than that guy. And I'm just like, oh, God. It's the
0: worst.
2: Or, you know, people just start yelling, knock nah, him out, or going crazy, or they have no idea. Or they just start saying, what kind of fighting is this on the ground? Or they Yeah, whenever it out. goes
0: to the ground, whenever a fight goes to the ground and you have somebody there that's not really into MMA, they just start to, like, p- pander off and just start looking at the wall. And they take out their phone and it's like, all right, I'm sorry, I know you don't find this entertaining, but there's a lot of stuff going on here.
2: I remember when Kimbo Slice was around, rest in peace Kimbo. And everyone was, people who didn't know MMA were convinced that Kimbo would (laughs) be anybody in the octagon at the time. So it depends, like uninformed opinions are annoying because they don't even understand what you're trying to say when you explain to them what's going on. You know, like a, a guy on bottom has a rear naked choke in. And the guy, everyone thinks like, and the guy on top taps out. People assume the guy on bottom tapped out. Sometimes it's, it's frustrating. Sometimes yeah. it can be. Or they just want to tell you Nick Diaz stories for two hours, which is great, but just not at the time. So I think it depends who I'm watching it with. Um, or people know that I do MMA Roasted, and they just tell me jokes <laughs> the whole time to tweet out. And normally the jokes are terrible.
0: Yeah.
2: Or they're just like very obvious kind of hacky jokes. and I And I don't want to insult them by not tweeting it. So I just say, like, nice. You know, I just give the old nice or, yeah, that's a good, good one. one. But yeah. I, that's the problem also. Um, when I went with Greg to Invicta, and he got drunk and was yelling, kill him, kill him, I got kind of embarrassed because there yeah. were fighters around us. But for the most part, I don't know. How do you feel about watching fights with people?
0: I mean, I really don't watch fights with other people besides my brother-in-law who got me into MMA like 15 years ago. So we're very, very tight. We both understand the sport thoroughly. But I think it's very, very annoying when I have people there that don't know what's going on because it's like, I want to talk about it. I want to get into it, but I know they just don't care. But I do want to just completely divert this conversation and ask you something uh, related to the comedy world. I want to ask you, do you think... Chris D'Elia's career is completely ruined now that these accusations have come out.
2: Um, you know, I do think so because there were so many of them. And right. then there were ones that said, like, he was date raping girls. And there were some really ugly ones, really ugly ones. And mm. I know he came out with, like, four or five of them that were kind of, it seemed like, once the girl turned 21 she was like you want to fuck or something or once he found out the girl was 16
0: he said bye no
2: longer into it but that was like five out of 300 or Mm -hmm. five out of 100 it was a lot so yes i think so i think that once you start fucking with kids you know or teenagers it's hard to come back
0: it's, it's like you don't, even need the, you don't even need solid evidence or solid proof anymore. I think the accusations alone are enough to destroy your career. I mean, look at Louis C.K. What he did, I don't even think what Louis did was that bad. You know, he asked, he asked girls if he can jerk off in front of them. I don't think that's that bad if there's consent, you know. But look, he still can't really go out to comedy clubs without people rioting in the streets or well, assaulting Louis him had, on Twitter. He
2: can and has been back at comedy clubs. And I think it's different. I think when you have teenagers and teenage girls and 15 and 16-year-old girls – And it's just not, I don't think he can come back from it. I I don't, I I don't, I mean, maybe he can come back in a couple years. Maybe if he just sort of makes a joke about it and like addresses it. But I I don't know. And it's, I, I think from what I've read, from what I read, allegedly he had some kind of weird kind of kinky thing where he liked role-playing where he was the the dad and she was the daughter or and he was telling girls to call me daddy and call me this and call me that which is one thing if the girl's 21 or 22 or 23 when you get girls that are actually young enough to be your daughter doing it then it just becomes i don't know it's hard it's it's hard to defend i mean i can't defend it
0: Um, you just gotta wait for the verdict to come out on his but at the same
2: time he didn't get arrested yeah so he didn't actually, as of now, break any laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, 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 he broke some, some moral laws, and uh, a lot of people are disgusted by it, but he didn't actually break any laws. Now, if it comes out that he did fuck a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old in, in a state where that's illegal, or even a 17-year-old, and she doesn't want to get paid off because they'll probably try to settle, and this says no, yeah, then he's completely done. Mm-hmm. um but look i mean what's his name came out uh had like a th- rob low i think had a threesome with two girls that were teenagers i think back in the day in the 80s and that wasn't the
0: age of consent a lot younger then, wasn't it like 16
2: i don't know that he did anything illegal but it was in the eyes of a lot creepy and yeah. uh he got so yeah i mean yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's, uh, D'Elia's gotta deal with that. He's gotta deal yeah. with that fetish, with that thing. And he's gotta come to terms with also. And then there's the whole power structure of like, you know, and, but it seemed like it wasn't even, I don't know, he was like targeting them too. He was like going after girls, like finding out where they were. Some of them obviously were in high school cheerleading outfits. And like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. come on man so i don't think he can come back from it but stranger things have happened i mean now, woody, allen, woody allen married his daughter he adopted
0: and, and uh, jimmy page from led zeppelin like ran off with like a 14 year old girl and like yeah. did all this it's like i feel like back then it was a lot more you know you can fly under the radar with that stuff and nobody will really but woody allen
2: is married to a girl he adopted i mean think yeah
0: about that. that's hot i mean i mean it's very creepy no
2: it's very i mean but he's that good of a director people overlook it and you're like what uh what now
0: now do you have connections to or with the ufc specifically in the merchandise department because the fight island gear is so sick i gotta get my hands on this stuff but it's very very pricey now can we somehow get an mma roasted care package or a fight island care package sent to M.A. roasted.
2: I would man. The thing about that is like I don't want to have to go to Dana because I try to pick my favors with Dana carefully. Right yes. now, right now we're talking about a couple TV shows, a couple shows of them that are uh-huh. in development. So if it came to like, you know, getting a couple shows on XYZ versus a care package, I'm gonna go with TV show every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so, yeah, so, but if I, but there are other people I know, my friend, my buddy Steve, and there's a couple of people that I may be able to kind of pull some strings, but
0: I'm an extra large shirt and um, 36 waist. Now, this is very exciting because we have like five UFC events in like within two weeks, yes. right? Yes. So, and I'm also surprised at how many people, how many fighters are being tested positive for COVID 19. I think there's actually only two. Uh, Gilbert Burns and uh, Pedro Munoz, right? So I'm wondering if we're going to see any more because they they have to do more testing once they land. And well, that, Mike that Brown silence.
2: also Masvidal's coach isn't going to be there.
0: Really? Was he? Did he test positive? Yeah. Wow.
2: So I mean, Masvidal really up against it. You got a guy taking a fight on one week notice. He's got to lose 22 pounds.
0: He's mm-hmm. fighting a
2: guy that only lost once, like five years ago. He's on an 11 fight winning streak. The guy's a, a monster. He's a, got a, a – I think he's a, a Division II national champion a couple times over. Uh, I think he almost made, made the Olympics in wrestling. That's, one, that's the one weakness what Masvidal has is, the, is the wrestling, grappling. And he's got to fly to Abu Dhabi with no coach. Talk about up against it. If so he doesn't have anybody his, in his corner? He's going to have people in his corner, but he doesn't have his, his head coaches in there. Oh, okay. Head I Mike Brown, which is the head coach at American Top Team, is not with him. And Mike Brown is, first of all, he's from Maine, and me being a guy who grew up in Maine. Mainers are just really nice people. They're, yeah. they're kind of like Canadians in which they speak slow. They mean what they say. They're polite. They just, you're, you're never really going to meet a dickhead from Maine. I, I mean, even the fighters that have, well, Tim Sylvia maybe be the closest. But I happen to like Tim <laughs> Sylvia. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Sylvia's from Maine, and then the other guys from Maine. The guy who, uh, the big, pasty, white guy, I uh, forgot the guy's name. I he hasn't fought in a while. He, like, Luke Rockhold beat him really quick. Uh, he was, like, a four-time Maine state champion. But I grew up in, I went to high school in Maine, a boarding school. And uh, so and Mike Brown's from Maine, and he's a <laughs> sweet guy. I'm mean, talking about a guy that never wants credit for anything, lays low, Never has beef with other trainers, and uh, just a, a really good person. And beat Uriah Faber twice. And this is not like Uriah Faber now, who's still amazing. This is peak Uriah Faber. Mike Brown knocked him out twice. I remember that in WEC? I was shocked. I was shocked when he did it the first time. I'm like, okay, that was a fluke. They did it again. That's yeah. Mike Brown's a badass, and you know, has American Top Team, which is arguably the best camp
0: why did he retire from fighting mike brown yeah
2: i don't know i don't know if he ever really loved fighting i mean I, I think he loved i think he loves coaching i think he was good at fighting but it didn't seem like he was really that mean didn't have that mean streak in him
0: that's probably better for you right you don't want to take unnecessary brain damage if you're not really 100 percent involved in the you know
2: yeah, sport. Especially if you're that good of a trainer i mean that yeah. good trainer Now, uh,
0: I don't know if you have the actual full fight card in front of you for UFC 251, but I'm looking at it, and I'm like, holy shit. You know, I don't think it's going to be the best card of the year, but it is going to be a very, very fun card. There's a couple fights on here where I don't know who the fighters are, like Elizu Zaleski, Dos Santos. I think actually I've seen him fight versus Muslim Saikov and Martin Day, uh, Davy Grant. What do you think think is going to be like Davy Grant is
2: the guy, from what I know, I think he's from England um or yeah he's from England. He was on the ultimate fighter. He was really good. He was on he um he lost to Chris Holdsworth in the in the finale. He he was a, a DJ. And he was a nice, a real nice guy. And he's a guy that like should have got picked up. I mean he's got a win over Marlon Vera, which shows you how good Marlon Vera is. And right. he got a, he lost to Manny Bernudez. He won his, he's won uh, his last well he, he's basically he, he just alternates wins and losses. He's a tall guy He's a really good fighter. He's an under-the-radar guy. Uh, He's a lot better than people know. He's a guy that I've always been like, whatever happened to him. There are a couple guys like that. You watch on The Ultimate Fighter that you're like, where the fuck did that guy go? Um, Yeah. Nick Ring was a guy like that. Uh, Nick Ring was a guy who uh, um, people thought was gay. I don't know if he's gay or not. Um, He definitely uh, definitely stood out. But he um, (laughs) – I I like Nick Ring a lot, and he was he's a nice guy too. He was a really good fighter, but just never after the Ultimate Fighter never really hit his potential. I remember the guy there was a guy in uh, the UFC who's now um, he's a EMT, and I remember Dana White calling him the next Anderson Silva. Remember that guy?
0: I think I know who you're talking about. I would have to see him to talk about jinxing a guy.
2: and he like lost his next seven fights. Like you don't want to be called the next Anderson Silva while you're on the Ultimate Fighter. It's just, it's just not a good not a good thing. Why so, does it put um, a target on your head? Yeah, the other guy lost two split decisions, um, one on Dana White's Contender Series, and he lost again uh, the Spartan, his name is, uh, Martin Day. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, if I had to pick it, David Grant's gonna win this. Uh, David Grant's an underrated fighter,
0: very underrated. I'll, I'll take your word for it, he's 11 and four, it's a pretty good record, handsome fella. Uh, now there's. Do you want to just go from the bottom of the cart and go all the way up? Well, first of all, fight? let's talk about
2: Macwan Amirkani because oh, that guy yeah. got a blowjob on our podcast.
0: Legendary in May roasted moment.
2: We talked to him. He was a guy that just came out on fire. I mean, he, Mr. Finland. He came out. He he beat Andy Ogle in eight seconds, um, and everybody was like, "This guy's the next big thing." Mr. Finland. He got. He called out Joe Rogan for not interviewing him. Um, then his next fight was against Masio Full he won he won three fights in a row then he went over to McGregor's camp and that was sort of like I wouldn't say it's a mistake because he definitely like uh, um, you know stepped up the competition and you're gonna get better training but his last couple fights he's just gassed the fuck out he's, he lost to Shane Burgos his last fight he won against Chris Fishgold he won against Jason Knight he beat that guy Hick Diaz I think that could have went either way also. Arnold Allen, he lost. Um, but he's a guy that he, he gassed out hard his last fight against Burgos. I mean, it was, it was not good. So hopefully it's just a cardio issue or a mental issue. But I like the guy a lot. I mean, the fact that he got a blowjob during the thing and then held the phone up to the girl, and we could hear her sucking him. Yeah. Uh, and this is a guy, he, he grew up, as a, he was a Kurd. His whole family, like, escaped uh, to Finland, I think they were in, a, I forgot where they were, but he's had a really, really. T- they were all wrestlers. Everyone in his family was like a fucking, you know, national champion wrestler. So I like Mr. Finland. Hopefully he can put it together because I think he's also a lot better than, uh, than he's been kind of showing his last fight. Danny Henry, he's, he's fighting the Hatchet from uh, Scotland.
0: That's a badass name.
2: He lost to uh, Dan Ije, Uh but he also, he, he knocked out Hakim, Dewoto and this dude, Hakim. I remember when I was in Calgary, everybody was saying this guy's the next big thing. Hakim, Hakim, Hakim. Another guy that went to Conor McGregor's camp and he got clipped early, but this dude's legit. I mean, he's got a record of, uh, Hakim has a record of 11 and 1 and 1. He's from Canada. I believe he's from out of Africa. He's a monster.
0: Now, it does say that fight was lost due to a technical submission, a guillotine choke. He lost to Danny Henry.
2: Yeah, but he got clipped early. He got clipped early. And everybody was hyping this guy. Hakeem, Hakeem, Hakeem. He left – what's the name of that camp, McGregor? I keep saying McGregor's camp.
0: SGB Ireland.
2: Yeah, he left SGB and went back to Calgary. And it just shows to show you also, by the way, that, like, you can go to a super camp, and it doesn't mean you're going to get the attention that you need. Um, Yeah. Sometimes like the guy who was 11 or no in Calgary goes to SBG and gets knocked out in first round. Sometimes super camps are not good for you. I would say more likely than not you want to be because iron sharpens iron. And look, all I know is from my personal experience, when I wrestled in high school, I was the best kid on the team, you know, four years straight, not to toot my own horn. I just worked the hardest. I went to camps. I wrestled all year round. I did freestyle. I woke up at six o'clock in the morning. I ran three miles, I did practice in the afternoon, I did another training, no one else on my team did that. They just didn't do that, you know? So obviously I was gonna get better. Now, being the best of the room is great, but when I went to college and all of a sudden everyone, even at Division Three Binghamton, everybody, half the kids there were, either they placed in the county or this kid won the stage or that, I got astronomically better. I mean, because I wrestled kids in high school that I won by one point against, and I was teching them, Tech, meaning that you're winning by 15 points. They stopped the match. So I would assume you don't want to be a big fish in a small pond. However, look, Tony Ferguson seems like a guy that it works for him. Uh, we're going to talk to Colby about that because there's a guy that left American Top Team, started his own camp, and I'm curious as to like, like if I was Colby's advisor, I would say that's not a good idea. But mm. I'm not Colby's advisor, and Look, I've never achieved. Look, me, all these fucking guys talking. Every we've, I've never been number one in the world in anything. Okay, Colby has, so obviously he knows something. He's doing something right. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very easy for me to sit behind my keyboard and be like, "That's bullshit." He should stay there. The proof's gonna be in the pudding. Okay, his next fight, because he's not gonna get an easier fight. He's either gonna get Gilbert Burns, Tyron Woodley. Or the winner of Masvidal Usman, or the loser of Masvidal Usman. Those are four fucking hard fights. Yeah, there's not an
0: easy fight in that mix. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. If, if, I mean, we'll see. I'm rooting for him. He's my favorite fighter right now. I think he's, I think he's probably top three or five UFC's biggest stars right at the current moment. I can't. I don't know any other fighter that I'm, I get that excited for to see fire, and you know there's the the whole villain factor for colby people want to tune in just to see him get knocked out a lot of people are actually on his side whether it be because of his political stance or how he likes to talk shit i'm on the I'm, i consider myself on that side i don't want to see him get knocked out i want to see him become champion
2: well it I mean, just I to show you man i mean look i try to you know i don't know where i'm gonna vote this year i i, I try to just vote for the best person uh socially i'm, I'm more liberal um but then I'm conservative on other issues, you know? Uh, so I, I go issue by issue, but that being said, Tucker Carlson right now is the number one show on cable news history. Yeah. In the history of cable news, he's number one, okay? Number one. He's He, he doubles the ratings of uh, Rachel Maddow. You take Rachel Maddow and... Um, what's his name Don uh, lemon Don lemon and i i think if you put maddow lemon and uh cuomo combined don't get the numbers this guy's so right. that being that's what i'm trying to say is that a lot of people are behind colby covington there's a lot of people that agree i mean people wouldn't watch tucker if they didn't agree with him or if they didn't mm-hmm. like him or if they didn't agree with something they're not watching because they hate him or they or maybe some are okay but There's a lot of people right now that agree with what Tucker's saying. They agree with what Colby's saying. Like, so you can't dismiss that. Have
0: you found, like, now that you've started a family or a father, have you found that you're approaching and accepting more conservative values, like the Second Amendment, the right to protect yourself and your family with a weapon, with a gun, more specifically, and, you know, to – not allow a grown man into the same, or a grown man who says he's a woman into the same bathroom as your daughter. Do you feel like you agree with those like- Look, I, I've never ideologies? in my life, I
2: mean, let's let's talk about real issues. i never in my life have I been in the bathroom with my daughter and a transgender person came in. I don't think that's a real issue. Like no. I don't think that's, like the percentage of that happening, if, if it did happen, I still wouldn't care. I'm not sending my daughter in by herself. She's fucking two. And even if she was six, Like, so let's talk about, sometimes I think those are just issues to get everybody on board. Like, that's not- I agree. I agree. I think it's so
0: ridiculous. Just that there's the idea that we have to start making or building transgender bathrooms because I I think it's like such a small percentage of people are actually transgender who want this that I don't think we actually need to be worrying about it because I don't think it's a major issue that's going to affect the country, really. The the gun issue, look, people, they're responsible gun owners. who know how to shoot their guns. Absolutely,
2: um, people should uh, have the right to protect themselves. One hundred percent, especially like with all this chaos is going. On. Especially if you want to defund the police, if you're going to defund yeah. the police, like <laughs> people definitely need to have guns. But uh, now we've heard the rumors, but the wait's finally over. Fight Island is primed and ready to go. I am so excited because this Saturday the fighters will be taking their talents to Abu Dhabi for UFC 251. Lineup of fights this weekend is the best and DraftKings, which is the leader in one day fantasy sports, is putting you, that's you people watching this, at the center of the action. Starting this Thursday with a free shot at a $1 million top prize. A million bucks on your first deposit. You haven't tried it yet. Fantasy MMA, very easy to play. You gotta just pick six fighters, stay underneath the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test to compete for a shot at $1 million. But listen, if MMA is not for you, don't worry because DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournaments. That's right. There's millions of dollars up for grabs this week. No better place to have uh, skin in the game than DraftKings. Now, you got to download the DraftKings app now and use promo code ROASTED. That's promo code ROASTED to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize for this weekend's UFC 251 Contest with your first deposit. That's promo code ROASTED. They get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, so now we're just waiting for the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Colby Covington. Uh, I'm going to text him right now. Uh, Ready when you are. Uh, If not, it's just me and you today, Dredd. Fuck it, right? Uh, maybe dog. we'll call Don Fry. Now, um, Jose Aldo sees nothing controversial about UFC 251 shot because I deserve to be here. You know what? A lot of times I would be like, you know what? He Does he really deserve to be there? I mean, when Chael Sonnen lost to Anderson Silva and got a shot next at John Jones, maybe that – look, I mean, I love Chael Sonnen and I'll, I'll watch any fight, but you could argue that that was not the right thing. Aldo – He's been around forever. I mean, he dominated for a long time. So, I guess, fuck it, right?
0: Yeah. And also, it's a vacant title, right? Yeah. So, and I do agree that he probably should have won against, um, what was it, uh, who he fought, Marlon Vera, Marlon, Marlon, whatever his name is. Marlon I think he won that. Yeah, Marlon Morais. I think he won that fight. But so, on paper, technically, Marlon should be fighting for the title, but... You know, it's just hard to say because the sport is so wild when you have somebody who we feel was robbed, you know, you don't want to see the guy who stole the fight. I don't want to say he stole it, but the judges gave it to the guy. You don't want to see that guy really get the title of the fight, because we all know deep down that Jose should have won that.
2: No, I was there at that fight. Really
0: you think it should have been the other way?
2: Yeah, I think that was one of those fights where everyone loves Aldo and people were just giving him like they wanted him to win. So they were reacting harder to his shots than they were, but okay, or maybe maybe on television the announcers were swaying it. But being there, I thought Marlon won barely, mm-hmm. uh, but he won. I mean, okay, that's fair. Same thing with like Cejudo versus Demetrius Johnson. A lot of people think that he didn't win that fight. I was there; he won. Now, there's that thing of like you got to beat the champion, although wasn't the champion, but like in boxing. You gotta beat the champ. Usually, if you wanna get the title shot, the title, you gotta definitively beat the champ. Mm-hmm. Like, even Ali, there were fights where people were like, I mean, Rocky won was uh, was uh, based on uh, the guy that went 12 against Ali. What's his name? There's a whole name.
0: Marciano? Thing.
2: No, not Rocky Marciano. Uh, Rocky One was uh, based on a guy that they say might have beat Ali that night. Um, and uh, Chuck Webner was a oh. guy based on Chuck Webner. And it was like, look, back then, if it was close, they gave it to the champ. They don't do that in MMA. And I'm mm-hmm. glad they don't. Because if you lose the fight, you lose the fight. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, fuck Ty goes to the runner, you know? Um, well, I guess it's a bad thing. So anyway, I'm, I'm like waiting for uh, my man, Colby Covington, Alonzo Menafield, the second show in a row. I started a half hour. just <laughs> you guys know, sometimes doing a podcast, like everyone thinks that like, oh, it's just me. So like yesterday, right? And no, Joe, I'm in the bus because I love you. No, it's all Yesterday, right. We, we had a podcast. It was supposed to be me, Greg Wilson, and CV, and, and you, Ween Dog. And we had Alonzo Manifield at coming in at 1230. Now, what happened was the day before, Greg said, I can't do Monday. So I swapped Greg and Shank. Doing the show on Tuesday with Greg. Now, 1145, I get a text from you. Adam, I'm out of town. I can't make it today. So you're out of town. So I couldn't even call you to be like, hey, man, I need you. All right, me and Greg will do it. Greg's like, I got an audition. got a call back. I go, no problem. Good luck. 12.05 runs. 12.10. 12.15. Hey, Greg, where are you at? Oh, man, I just got a call back for a voiceover. I got to read it. No problem, Greg. You know, I get it. But now I have no fucking show. So now it's like, do I talk to myself for a half hour before Alonzo comes on and McCorkle? So now I'm like scrambling. So I'm going through my phone, texting people. I call up Jake Ellenberger. Jake, what are you doing right now? I don't know, uh, nothing. Want to do a podcast? Okay. I text uh, uh, Andre Feely. Now that, that show was out of my fucking asshole, okay? That was not a planned show. Then I get a text from Alonzo at like 2.30. Yo, my bad, dog. Uh, can we do it now? The show's already over. I gotta go back to watch <laughs> my kid. I'm, like, I, got, I, got my, I, got a, I have an hour that my wife is gonna watch the kid while she's not working. So I'm like, uh-huh. okay. I'll, I go, Alonzo, no problem. How about tomorrow, 1.30? I hear nothing back. This morning, 1.30 works for me. Now it's 2.07. He has not been on the show for 35 minutes, right? Now I got Colby is supposed to come on at 2.07, at 2 2.00. o'clock. I'm like, Colby, ready when you are. Colby, we're good, right? Because uh, I said, hey, let's do 5 o'clock Eastern time, which is now 2 o'clock our time, right? Yeah. 5 o'clock yeah. Eastern? Oh, or, or is that 5 o'clock Eastern? Yeah, it's 2 o'clock. Yeah, th- yeah, they're three hours ahead and uh so now just so you know it's not as simple as you guys think it's frustrating as fuck now some people would say just fucking don't do a podcast today but you know what we have advertising we have things that need to come out i can't just fucking not do it so anyway what are you gonna do what are you gonna do i roll with the fucking punches what i do okay
0: you're the man
2: life is not uh life is not perfect all right, so I'm going to call Colby right now on his phone to see if he's going to come on. Um, all
0: right. This see, is going to get... He's probably getting his cardio right now with yeah. his ladies.
2: Yes. I'm going to call him because, obviously, he's not looking at his text messages. Um, so Last we time we called
0: him, he was, like, in the gym, like, sparring.
2: Yeah. Like, well, some Muay Thai place. He's definitely not there anymore. So, uh, all right. Come on, Colby. All right. See, now what's probably gonna happen also is Alonzo Menefield is gonna be like, yo, whatever, I'm gonna come on, right? So now he's gonna be on during Colby's interview. So now Colby's gonna look at me like, why the fuck do you schedule another guy? I want the attention. This is the kind of shit that I gotta deal with. That happens all the time during podcasts. People wonder, why did you get two guys on at the same time? I didn't, okay? The person was a half hour late and then join while the other guy was on. So, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Look, there's bigger problems in the world. I don't want to bitch. I could just see the comments. Stop bitching, you Jew, or fucking whatever it is. Uh, Dang. You know, that's what I get. So, you know.
0: Anyway, how, on a scale of one to ten, how Jewish are you? Like, ten being, like, orthodox, you actually follow Judaism, and then one being, like, I'm just ethnically Jewish.
2: Three, maybe? I mean, I, had bar, I was bar mitzvahed. And I believe in God, uh, but I don't go to temple. I don't observe the Sabbath. But, if you know, look, if there was another World War II and we were in Germany, I'd be rounded up. So yeah. it's, a lot of times it's just Jewish by guilt. You yeah. Know, and, and Jewish by like, by that. So let's talk about uh, calm and cool Rose Namajunas. Uh, is it Namajunas or Namajunas? I never know.
0: I think it's Namajunas.
2: Now listen Yo, i picked rose to peak joanna everybody was like you're crazy you when mean I, jessica
0: oh yeah. no I'm, oh, sorry my bad my bad
2: no 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 joanna. Yo, now yeah. when i met pat barry and he was telling me about rose he told me he held the pads for rose the first time i was like whoa this is girl does not hit like a 115 pound girl this girl doesn't hit like a 115 pound guy like this girl has serious pop serious power mm-hmm. and and i knew that Joanna was gonna underestimate Rose's power. And that's what happened. She could not believe, that's what happens to all these guys. People, looks are so deceiving. And even though these guys are trained and, and everyone's telling them don't overlook people and don't, people don't realize, Steve Pamiochik looked at Daniel Cormier and said there's no way this five foot three pudgy dude is gonna hurt me. I know that's what, even though he's, our, he's an athlete, I gotta respect him. That's what he was thinking. Because when he got popped that first time, he was like, what the fuck, uh-oh. Joanna, same thing. She's like a foot taller than Rose. She looked down on her and said, oh, come on, this girl's not gonna hurt me. And then next thing mm-hmm. she's lying on the ground. And this, same thing with Rockhold and Bisbing. I mean, you have to respect people's power. At every level, every level. An amateur can knock out a pro. Just be, if 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 you with the right punch, I mean, there was a there was a guy, fuck, uh, I, I can't remember anybody's name anymore. This what There's there.
0: too many goddamn names. There's like over five hundred fighters now. You, it's hard to remember. These Benji
2: two, Raddick, these Benji Raddick. Back in the day, was a pro fighter, and I like Benji. But there was a girl that like slept with her, his a guy slept with his girlfriend, and the guy was like a boxer, and he called him out at like a fair, basically, and like his opponent didn't show up. And he was like, you and Ro, whoever wants to fight me can fight me. And some dude just like raised his hand, came in there and knocked him out. Wow. And then that's, that's what happens when you don't fucking respect somebody's power. How many times do you see it on Star? Every day, go on Worldstar. They go, the title, fuck with the wrong dude. Like, sh- sh- got caught slipping. You, you gotta respect people's power. And every, you can't, even as a comic, but like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill tonight. I'm the fucking, I got great jokes. I got this. I got that. As soon as that goes to my mind, I'm like, I'm fucked. This, this, this that, come on. Like, you got to respect the fact that you could always bomb. You could always be off. And you got to be ready. You mm-hmm. got to be ready.
0: So you're saying you're picking Rose in this fight.
2: Uh, I am picking Rose in this fight. Because I think Rose is a better fighter I think she's skilled and i think that she i think joanna laid out the map to how to beat jessica and Draj. and rose isn't the kind of girl to get reckless i think she just got caught in some weird fucking crazy body slam and didn't see that coming and Mm -hmm. it was like a that was like a i wouldn't say a fluke but it was definitely a hail mary because she was on her way to winning that fight and i think that I don't see that happening again you know unless she gets caught in a triangle and picks her up and rampage jackson arona (laughs) knocks her out again i don't see that happening again so i am picking rose in that fight now that being said rose namayunas definitely has some uh i wouldn't say she's a head case but no definitely things have to she doesn't like to fight unless things are 100 percent
0: mentally you know, yeah
2: she'll pull out of a fight she'll cancel she'll retire she'll she, she just does, it has to be that now right now covid lockdown abu dhabi this is not a perfect scenario for anybody especially somebody who needs things to be in order yeah so that being said yikes but I still think Rose's gonna win. Yeah. I think she's
0: a she's a minus two hundred right now, which I don't know how many times we see that. We see someone lose a fight and then in the rematch they're the favorite, you know?
2: Well, I mean, if Ben Askren would have fought Mosfidal again like a month later, he probably still would have been the favorite. You know, that, that flying knee, nobody was expecting that flying knee. Uh, yeah. and people and more people than not said. Even after that fight, look. If Masvidal doesn't land that flying knee, he loses that fight. That being said, look. But that was Ben Askren took a year and a half off, and then sparred on his terms. You can't bring people in to your house to spar. It just doesn't seem like the right way to do it. You got, you know, and you know, I I freaking love Ben Askren, but you know, he's just uh, I feel you know I feel bad for him because people. He doesn't care. So I guess it's the right person that this happened to. Right. He's a lot, he's a lot better than people think he is.
0: It's I mean, funny because every single Twitter post now, its just, if you look at the comments, it's all gifs of him getting knocked out by all. So it's like, yeah. you're going to deal with that for the rest of your life, dude. That sucks. I feel so bad for him.
2: I know. But, he, but, but it couldn't happen to a person. Who, he doesn't care.
0: Yeah, but if it was me, I'd, I'd have to delete all my social media and just go live in the cabin in the woods, you know, living off squirrels.
2: Right. I mean, you have to have some thick skin for that to happen, too. I mean, you talk about a guy who, who rolls with the punches. Like, Jesus. Right. Um, so, all right, let's see. So, Alonzo Menafield and Colby Covington are both not coming on the show today. It's confirmed? No, I mean, but not pick up the phone. Gonna, it's just oh, okay. gonna happen we're gonna be off the phone at three o'clock I'm gonna be having to watch my kid my kid's gonna be upside down you know hanging upside down eating Legos drinking paint and they'll be like hey you wanna do it now and then I'm gonna be half paying attention half interviewing them and people are gonna be like the, you're so unprofessional
0: you, yeah
2: like that's what happens not that I care people think I honestly don't care anymore like people are like you know why don't you get more views I'm like I don't care about views anymore I don't look I'd rather have 500 people that love the show, honestly, than 10,000 people that tell me I suck, right. uh, or that the show sucks and they're only here because this for that. Because listen, either way, I'm not making any fucking money, really. Yeah, I'm not making yeah, any money, yeah. money unless it's two million. If it, when, it, when, it, when you get to the millions, there's fucking money. In fact, I'm probably making more money with the 500 because those people are actually loyal and they're gonna come support. They're not bandwagon fuckers who are going to see the next shiny object and then go there. Right. I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. Here's the deal. I love what I do. I love my life. I love stand-up comedy. I love my wife. I love my kid, and I love my friends. I love my family, and I love MMA, okay? And you fuckers, I have stuff that I've done that's going to I don't want to go into this, okay? But just fucking... Some of the videos I've made, Daniel Cormier, All About the Cake, got 60 million fucking hits, all right? <laughs> Hello from the Askren side, Ben Askren as Adele, millions of hits, okay? Kelvin Gastelum, uh, My my Burrito, Johnny Hendricks, I Can't Make the Weight When I Fight You, um, Tyron Woodley and Randy Couture, The Old Town Road, okay? Those texts from last fights, Randy Couture, divorce attorney, uh dear vanity Vandelay Silva uh Phil Davis uh and um and Dominic Cruz pawn stars all right uh, uh, not pawn stars um storage wars the Randy Couture pawn star sketches google them okay because I was the one who wrote them uh, Joey Ronner helped with some of them too I love that guy all right so I don't okay go ahead I, I've interviewed everyone I've ever wanted to interview okay uh Can you give me two? uh, Colby Covington just got back to me. He says, "Can I give him?" He had to go shoot guns uh, with the police department. Two hours do tomorrow. Can I give him two hours tomorrow? What do you think, Joe? Should we do four eighteen? Two hours from now.
0: Yeah. Uh, I can do it. Just we'll just have to edit the two podcasts together.
2: All right. How about uh yeah? How about four fifteen today? Yep. Uh, How about uh today? Um, two hours tomorrow.
0: Uh, we can do it tomorrow but as long as it's before noon like around 10 that's when i can do it
2: tomorrow better for you uh if so a time all right and that's just it fuckers and that's, that's just mma stuff all right tonight's show is fucking twice last comic standing final i can go on and on and on i'm not going to okay i'm just saying you fuckers i've been in this for 21 fucking years all right i've done some really great things and uh, you can't break me, all right? But uh, who cares? Now, do
0: you think we're going to have a new champion after UFC 251? Because there is three title fights. New champion? Fuck.
2: I don't think – I think Usman's going to win. Even though I, I called Maserali after the fight, I think Usman's going to win. Volkanovski, he, he's not the champ, is he?
0: Yeah, he beat Max last time. This yeah, is the beat rematch.
2: Max, I think he's going to be the champ. And then for the vacant, well, there has got to be a champ with the Aldo Peter Jan, right? So yeah. uh, oh, yeah. I, think, that, I think yeah, I, I think Jan's
0: gonna be the new champ. Interesting, interesting. I think I think George or well, Jorge. I think you're right. I think Usman's just gonna grind him out into the deep, murky waters of the later rounds. I right? think he's gonna pull off the decision. I want Jorge to win though because just think of that. You have, you have the VMF belt. And you have the 185-pound the belt. I think that's where they're at, 185 or 170. And then oh, – the
2: BMF belt is not on the line.
0: I know. I'm just saying if, if Masvidal wins, he'll have both those belts. He'll have the BMF and the uh, – whatchamacallit, the actual championship belt. Yeah. I think – man, I really want Max to win because I love him as a champion. But Vulcan is he, – he's freaking good, dude.
2: He's really good. And I think he has Max's number, unfortunately. Um, We'll we'll find out. Because look how good Max looked against Edgar. Look how good Max looks against uh, Ortega. I mean.
0: That was insane.
2: Get out of Brian Ortega. And this is Ortega that that was like looking unbeatable. And Ortega was looking like the next big thing. And Max just walked through him, ran through him. And then we saw Max look human against Volkanovski. Uh, So I think volkanovski got Max's number, unfortunately, because I like Max better. I want Max to win all right so we got the number one one. 171 world colby covington how are you man i'm doing great adam how you doing my brother good 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 now uh you were teaching cops how to fight and how to shoot like what's going on here i definitely wasn't teaching
1: them to shoot they were teaching me how to shoot because those guys are stone cold killers but uh and I wouldn't say I was teach them to fight, but, you know, I was giving them some knowledge, getting on the mats with them. You know, we had a little seminar. You know, they gave me this this sweet shirt right here, the gang unit for the Miami. Wow. So, you know, big, big, big shout out to uh, my brothers at Miami Beach Police. So, you know, they, they got my back, you know, and, and, you know, we need to give more love to the first responders out there in the world because, you know, there's a lot of turmoil, and, and people are giving them a bad name. But let's not forget, if we don't got cops, man. It's gonna be the wild, wild west, and and no one's gonna be
2: safe. I totally agree, man. I think we should double their salaries and triple it. That way, more people want to become cops. We get a better pool to pick from. And uh, I think those guys, you know, obviously there's some, there's a couple, there's some bad cops, but they're they're just getting totally killed right now. And it's I think it's unjustified because there's a lot of really great cops, you know. So I would say most of them are great. So yeah, true. you can't say one
1: bad apple makes the whole bat, the batch bad, you know, it's just, it's just one bad apple. So we need to get more support for those guys that are, you know, protecting our freedoms and protecting and
2: keeping us safe. More importantly, 1000%. Now, how did that happen? Like did they reached out to you and they said, Colby, we know how good you are at grappling and how good you are at, uh, you know, combat. Can you help us? Yeah. I mean, they reached out originally
1: and they were like, Hey man, we want to, we want to handle all the nerds and the virgins in the world. So what do you do chaos? And you know, they, they wanted the cardio Kings expertise and you know, I came in and gave them a little seminar on the mats and, and, and more importantly, just, you know, showed support for them and boosted their morale because you know, their spirits are low right now. They can't even go out and, and, and put their hands on someone without getting, getting a charge or getting kicked off the force. So, you know, I wanted to show my support for them and, and how appreciative I am for what they do and, and, and keeping us safe. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been a great experience. You know, I'm welcome to the Miami beach police department anytime now. And those guys, they, they show me to shoot anytime and, and they just give me their time anytime I want it. Now I, you know, I, I came a couple of days ago on the drop of a dime and they're like, yeah, come Kobe," and got to shoot M fives and assault rifles and all these crazy, like, uh, pistols with like, crazy silencers and and nice scopes and you know it's just been a really cool
2: experience just to to you know be able to hang with them wow now you left american top team and you kind of formed your own gym uh is that a couple things how who are you bringing in that cost you a lot more money because now you got to pay people to train with uh you know uh no,
1: it's it's probably gonna save me a good amount of money. To be honest, you know, at American Top Team, you know, you have you have your gym fees that you have to pay, and you have to. And I always paid my individualized coaches, so you know, now it's just it's just individualized coaches. I'm not paying a gym fee because I'm my own gym. I'm Colby Covington Incorporated now, so you know, I, I brought some of the best coaches around into my gym, and I have some great training partners, and and you know, I'm getting better every single day. You know, and it, it's not it's not ready to be unveiled yet what what my training partners and all my coaches are but at the right time before my next fight you know that'll get unveiled and you know everybody will know that the cci colby covington incorporated is for real and, and we're here to stay man we're just getting started I, adam i promise you the best is yet to come
2: now are you worried that guys are gonna go not gonna go 100 percent with you because they're not gonna want to hurt you because you're employing them
1: no i'm not worried at all i, I think that uh we, we train smart at Colby Covington Incorporated, but, you know, I, I always believe in giving your all. So, you know, I want them to go hard and, you know, it, it, and being the best fighter in the world, you should be able to train with any style and, and be able to maneuver through, you know, all the all the crazy uh, training and, and all the reckless people that, tra- that train like that and, and be able to, you know, just pretty much be able to, to stop it and not, and not get hurt. So
2: I'm not really too worried about that. No, listen, I was telling Joe, I'm like, listen, personally, I think American Top Team got you to the point where you got the title shot. You were one minute away from being the, the best ever, I mean, the best in the world. Um, why wouldn't you stay there? At the same time, you are the one who got yourself there. So obviously, I've never been where you were in fighting, I, I mean, or in anything. So obviously, you know what you're doing. But what would you say to the people that are like, hey, man, if it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't
1: keep it. Well, first off, you know I gotta stop you because the American Top Team did not get me to a world championship level. You know I was a national champ level wrestler in college and Division One All American and two time Pac Ten champion. You know the people that got me to that world title were, were the kids in the in the youth club. Just like you, you're a youth club coach. Yeah. The things that you're teaching your kids now are going to be so valuable and lessons that they're gonna they're gonna take later in life, and that's what's gonna help them succeed. So it wasn't. American Top Team, American Top Team didn't put in the hard work for me every day. They didn't tell me that I had to show up every single day when I had to train. They weren't helping me when I had to ride my bicycle to the gym because I was so broke and I couldn't even afford a car or insurance payments. They weren't the ones, you know, going through the struggle. I was the one. It was my mentality. It was my mind. I could have been at any gym. I could have been in in my garage gym and just brought in coaches for me and got to that level. You know, I put in the hard work. No one can take credit for my success except for me.
2: Now, but what about the whole iron, trap iron? That the guys there are going to be top level and you're top level and then you're going to get better because of that.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's true. But, you know, it, it was only like that for a couple years. You know, as soon as I, I started uh, making noise, you know, a lot of people, they didn't want to train with me anymore. You know, they just – they cut off the, the training and they, they didn't want to be in between it. And to be honest, it just became – more of a hassle than anything because there was so much drama every time I was going in there. Everybody was jealous. They were bitter that, you know, they didn't like the way I went about my business and they didn't like the success I was having. So, you know, to be honest, I couldn't get any training the last couple of years really. And, and now I'm in a way better situation, no drama. And just, I just feel the energy has completely changed for me, Adam. Now at CCI, you know, everything's focused around me and everything's tailored to my schedule, my game plan and, and all we care about is winning and,
2: and that's what we're going to do. Well, Charles Rosa said, you look better than ever. He said he trained with you uh, recently. And that, cause I asked him like, how's Kobe look? He said, dude, Kobe looks better than he's ever looked. So, you know, and you know, Charles is the ATT guy. So he's not gonna say that unless he means it. So obviously you're doing something right. Um, now you said that you think Masvidal is gonna rag, I mean that uh, Usman's gonna ragdoll Masvidal, correct?
1: I, I don't think Adam, I, I know buddy. That's, uh, you know, I trained with street Judas Masvidal for eight years. I lived with them for a year and a half. The guy's got no heart. He's got no discipline. You know, he doesn't know, he doesn't know how to stay focused in between training camps. He only trains when it's convenient for him. And, and when it's a training camp, you know, he's not the type of guy that's going to go like me, who's going to go help the amateurs, who's going to help the pros, who's going to help anybody that's getting ready for fights because I'm the ultimate team player. He's, he's a very selfish individual. And, You know, he's just not a disciplined guy, you know, and you're going to find out this weekend that all he was doing was showing up for a paycheck because he's got to pay alimony, Adam. He's got some big checks to pay to his ex-wife, you know, who he cheated on, and, and, you know, he's got kids, child support to pay. So he's just showing up. And and on the flip side, Marty's just looking for that easy lick because, you know, I I was offering to fight him, but of course he doesn't want to fight the harder fight, the guy who gave him hell for 25
2: minutes. He's looking for that easy lick with the guy who's got lightning in a bottle, Judas Mosvidal. But what about Masvidal saying that he brought in his boxing coach, he lives with his boxing coach, he trains all day long with his boxing coach. Is there any truth to that? You know, you can't believe anything Masvidal says anymore, Adam. Let me
1: tell you why. Just last week he was saying Darren Till was the hardest guy to ever hit him. How is Darren Till the hardest guy to ever hit you, George, when you were still conscious at the end of that fight? You fought Paul Rodriguez and you got knocked out unconscious. You fought uh, Rodrigo Dam. You got knocked out unconscious. How did that, those guys
2: not hit you harder when they left you unconscious and Darren Till didn't? Explain that to me. So you think he's just kind of bullshitting that he doesn't – I mean, he's, he's got to lose 23 pounds in a week. Um, you, you think that's going to affect him? That's that's
1: fake news as, as, as well, Adam. He's just trying to – to juicing up, you know, a storyline, you know, make another narrative, make another angle for the fight, make another excuse for the fight. This is another built-in excuse, Adam. Let me tell you that right now. Just, just along the lines of, oh, I took this fight on a week notice. When he loses, he's going to use that, and then he's also going to use this narrative. Oh, I had to cut so much weight in a week, this and that. So he's just giving himself
2: excuses so the the, the fall is less hard when he loses. Now, Mike Brown catching uh, coronavirus and not being able to be with him how is that going to affect him it's not going to affect him at all you know as as fighters
1: you know professionals you know it's us in the cage it's not the coach you know the coach doesn't do anything you know they just sit there and they get the best seat in the house we're trained fighters man we have our game plans we know how to fight now this this does this has nothing to do with coaches anymore it, it's a one on one sport it's it's mano mano it's combat and You know, at the end of the day, you know,
2: as professional
1: fighters, you know, we know how to fight. And that's what we're going to go in there and do is fight.
2: Now, Tyron Woodley says he had the contract to fight you and he signed it. Did you get a contract? Is there any truth to that? I haven't gotten no no contract. And, you
1: know, I I don't lie to the media. I don't make up fake news. I I don't make up bullshit. If they sent me a contract with Tyron Woodley's name, I'd sign it faster than the ink could dry. That's the easiest fight I could ever look for. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but I mean, but does that help you? Because I feel like you're ranked higher than Ruby right now. Um, so is that, a, is that a smart fight for you? Oh, uh, you know, it doesn't help me because, you know, he's, he's, he hasn't won
1: a round in what, two or three years? You know, he's lost his last two fights. He looks completely cashed out. Of course he wants to fight me, you know? It's the biggest, most relevant fight that he can get. It's the fight that has a ton of hype on it, you know? And it's probably a fight that gets him up more than any fight ever, ever. You know, as much shit as I've talked to him, he's probably more excited to fight me than he's ever been to fight anybody. You know, the, the angle we have, you know, with, he, you know, he's a liberal l- liberal cuck and, and I'm a Republican. So the red versus blue angle, you know, that has a big storyline. And former training partners at American Top Team back in the day. And just all the different storylines that that fight sells. It, it's a great fight. And I'm sure he's excited for the fight. But, you know, the, the fight has not been presented to me. And, and it doesn't really do anything for me. More than The only thing it does for me is if the people want to see a dead body and a guy retired, yeah, okay, I'll I'll do that for the people's champ.
2: But now how does this play out? Because I'm trying to do the math, right? Let's say Masvidal gets ragdolled uh, by Usman, like you said, right? They're not going to give him a rematch because even if people aren't going to say, well, he so then it's going to be Usman versus Gilbert Burns. And then do you wait for the winner or do you fight Gilbert Burns in the meantime? And then that winner fights Usman. How do you see this? I've never heard of a Dilbert. You know, what is a Dilbert, Adam? Uh, I think it's Gilbert. Come on. Gilbert Burns looked really, he's in his last six fights. He, he beat Tyron Woodley. He knocked out Damian Maya. You got to give the guy his props. N-
1: never heard of a Dilbert. You know, you just talked about two guys that are 40 years old and way past their prime. How are those, how are those fucking impressive wins? Tell me that, Adam. How are guys that are 40 years old? That's why his name's Dilbert. And nobody knows who the fuck he is. And I'm not fighting fucking journeymen. I've already fought enough journeymen. I'm fighting the biggest names in the sport.
2: You know, I got nothing to do with any guy that nobody's ever heard of. Now, according to uh, Weendog, Dog, we were talking about it. He says you're one of the top three draws in the UFC. Um, and, I, you know, I, I was thinking about it. Like, I think you are. I mean, McGregor is retired, right? So you got to go McGregor's top. I think you're second. Are you second behind
1: McGregor? Dude, to be honest, I think I'm first. If you look at the numbers, the numbers never lie. We know that. If you go look on Dana White's page, his his uh, when he puts all the videos of the fighters going in for their fights, my last fight, I had 7 million viewers looking at Dana White's Twitter page for when I walked in the building. Connor only had like 500,000. Usman, 100,000. Nobody gives a fuck about him. George's last fight, 200,000. Nate Diaz, 500,000. No one's crossing the million plank, and I'm at six-something million. And and that's just facts. You can go look at Dana White's Twitter for my December. I'm a draw. People want to see me fight. Whether you love me or hate me, maybe I don't have, you know, millions of followers because I didn't buy followers like all these fake fucks like George, like Usman. I didn't have to buy a following. You know, I got a real following. And, you know, I got a lot of haters, and I got a lot of lovers. But at the end of the day, they all want to see me either win or lose, and they're all tuning in. They're not in the middle. So they're not going to turn the channel to Real Housewives of O.C., like when Dilbert would be fighting.
2: I mean, you make a lot of good points, um, and I was telling I was telling Joe. I mean, there's a huge conservative fan base out there. I mean, look at Tucker Carlson right now has the number one watch show on cable network history. Uh, cable news number one in cable news history. So there's a lot of people out there, conservatives. Um, all right, let's change the topic a little bit. Conservative women uh, versus liberal women. Right? Because a lot of the girls, uh, you date. Do you ever go out with a liberal girl and she asks you about your politics then it's over?
1: I mean, I if I go out with a liberal girl and she asks me about politics, we're not going to talk ever again. I have nothing to say to you <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, and, and if I go out with a conservative woman, you know, then we can talk, you know. But liberal, liberal soy women are just – they're just so close-minded and, you know, they don't believe in facts, you know. My friend Candace Owens, you know, she, she's, she doesn't care about your feelings, she cares about facts. And if facts hurt your feelings, that's your problem, that's not my problem.
2: Now, so conservative girls, now how many hit you up in your DM? There's a lot of conservative girls that say they're blonde, they've got their big boobs, they're at the beach. I can just see them, they're wearing the red, white, and blue, you know, bikinis. Are they constantly DMing you? <laughs> There's, there's a couple. I can't lie, Adam. You know, the good thing is that, you
1: know, my great friend, Candace Owens, she's trying to hook me up with some, some conservative women that, that work on, you know, the, for the greatest president in the world, Donald Trump. So, you know, you just might see me dabble into the political world and become, become a senator someday and have some power
2: couple with, you know, another girl that's deep into the, the political world.
1: Hell what I yeah, talking about
2: is, uh, is wrestling, right? Uh, becoming a pro wrestler. And I think you'd be a great pro wrestler. But the thing is those guys work 365 days out of the year. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's harder than MMA, but it might be harder on the body than MMA actually, because of all the falls and this and that and every night. And that's something you really want to do. I'll take take—I'll take it harder on the, the body than on
1: the brain. You know, the UFC is so bad in your brain and, and, and WWE is, I'm so passionate about Adam, it's, and I would love to do, I'll, I'll do it for, 24/ 7 365 days a year because I'm just so passionate about it I love the sport you know it's such a real sport and and it's just it's so exciting to me because it's something new and it's something fresh and it's something that I grew up watching and loving and, and admiring and and you know it's, and I, and now my friend Kurt Angle you know is 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 trying to help me get over into that world and and you know I just think the the crossover is just it just fits perfectly for my style has uh, has uh, Vince contacted you Vince McMahon Nah, Vince Vince hasn't contacted me yet but I know he knows who he, who I am you know my my good friend Bobby Lashley is over in WWE right now and he's presented some ideas to convince a man like hey man let's do this storyline let's do this angle you know MMA versus wrestlers or or you know me and my American my American fighter Colby Covington versus you know wrestlers right. this, you know, we're just trying to find the right strategy and the right way to go about it but it's only a matter of time, Adam. I will I will be the WWE champion before it's all
2: said and done. Dude, I believe you, man. I mean, there's really I mean, I, I completely believe you. Uh now Dana White, I noticed that you tagged Dana. Like, Dana, the American hero is ready. I'm gonna save this card. So are you and Dana you guys are back on good terms? Because at one point you were gonna smack him with the belt and and you know, take off his pants and embarrass him and all this other shit. So you guys are cool again?
1: Yeah. Uncle Dana, man. I don't got no problems with uncle Dana, man. It's, that's my business partner. That's my man, man. That's, you know, so I, I got no ill will towards him. You know, I want to do good business with him and he knows that, you know, and, and before when I was saying those things, everybody knows, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, I just felt disrespected and, and I feel like, you know, I didn't get treated right and I was treated unfairly and, uh, you know but i'm over that you know that's the past we we've moved over that we this is the future and the moment now and and all i want to do is fight man i want to fight and show that i'm the best fighter in the entire world and and dana is my is my way to get there so you know i, I don't want any bad blood with him or any bad
2: problems now when you left att i know that it was a big part of a big part of you and you know you have a lot of friends and family over there did you go in there and say goodbye to matt brown did you say goodbye to dustin Poirier? did you give him hugs was it a, was it like a a formal goodbye, like, I'll see you guys, I love you guys, or was it, like, Colby's out, fuck that guy? I gave him all the deuces, and,
1: and, I, and I blew him a kiss, and said, I'll see you motherfuckers soon, especially doofus Dustin Poirier. All that shit, he talked to the media. Oh, when I see Colby, it's on site, motherfucker. It's on site. It's on site, bitch. Let's do it then. Let's do it in front of the whole entire world. Nah, you don't want to do that, cause I'll embarrass you in front of the whole world. You won't even be recognizable to your wife and kid ever again if you ever fought me, doofus Dustin.
2: Well, you're, you're also bigger than him. You're 170, he's 55. I mean, he's bigger than me, Adam. We stepped on. We used to step on the scale all the time. He weighed 185, 186, 187.
1: I weigh 184, 185. He's a bigger guy than me. I just don't cut weight. I, sh- to be honest, I should be. A, I should be a lightweight. I should be 55. Khabib's bigger than me. But I don't agree, I don't agree with cutting 30 pounds and cutting these massive weight cuts because I'm a real fighter. I, I don't need to cut weight to prove I'm the best in the world. I know I'm the best in the world. I don't need an extra advantage, and that's that's what these guys are looking for, Adam. They're looking for an extra edge. They're looking for an extra advantage. Oh, I'm the bigger guy in the fight. It's gonna make me. It's gonna make me better. It's gonna help me more. No, I don't give a shit about any of that. Let's just get in the octagon. We we'll weigh
2: what we weigh, and let's see who's the best. And that's how real fighters think. I mean, you must have been impressed, though, with Poirier's win over Dan Hooker. He looked great, right? I mean,
1: come on. Oh, <laughs> Adam, I know you know wrestling. He made yeah. Dan Hooker like, look like
2: Dan Gable. I mean, come Dan on, hooker, bro. Dan Hooker's this a good hooker. fighter. Dan Hooker knocked out Gilbert Burns. I mean, he's a, he's a great bro, Hookers aren't usually
1: lasting longer than two or three minutes, and you know this better than anybody because you're in Vegas a lot. So you know that hookers don't last. Hookers aren't meant to go 25 minutes. So the fact that Hooker made it that long and he won the first two rounds, I mean, Hooker, the Hooker should have won the fight, you know. I mean, Doofus Dustin, he's nothing, bro. He, he's a jobber. He's a journeyman. He's, he's a fucking mediocre fighter, nothing more.
2: So when you guys spar together, you usually won is what you're trying to say?
1: <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't even say won is, like, is the way to explain it, bro. I took his soul, knocked him out, tapped him out. Fucking back in high school, fucking, he dropped out. I mean, he wants nothing to do with him. <laughs> all right.
2: Or what about when you used to spar all That must have been close. Those were close, right? Those were. <laughs> <work. laughs>
1: That's hilarious, man. You're talking about a guy who's got 14 losses on his resume. 14 losses, Adam. He's a 50 50 journeyman level fighter. There's a reason they call him Street Judas Mosfetal. Not only did he turn his back on his best friend, me he turned his back on the entire fighting organization. All the guys he said he was gonna stand up for, and he was gonna be a martyr for the union and all the fighters and fighter pay and this and that. And then at the first chance he gets, he jumps on this opportunity on a week's notice and and pretty, completely turns his back on everybody. That, that's why he's the Judas, so. Yeah, but he said they gave, him mar- they
2: gave him pay-per-view points, they, they gave him what he wanted, they gave him more money. I mean, isn't that what he wanted?
1: Yeah, that's what he wanted. He didn't get exactly what he wanted, but yeah, he got, a, he got a decent chunk. He'll probably make a million, you know, good for him. That million is going to go down the drain in, in a couple months, and he's going to be screaming for daddy. He's going to want daddy to retire him. You know, and I'm still mad I didn't get no Father's Day wish from him. I I am his father. He's, George Masvidal is my son. But what he
2: said when you guys – so when you guys sparred, you won 80% of the time, 70%, 50%. I mean – 100%. 100. <laughs> Are you fucking higher drunk right now, Adam – No, I
1: mean, he's a great fighter. A A guy who got smoked by Damian Maia, smoked by Steven Thompson, smoked by Lorenz Larkin, smoked by Ala Quinta, Paul Rodriguez, uh, uh, something dams, Rodrigo Dam, Gilbert Melendez. Knocked out uh, Ben Askren in five seconds. Uh, Oh, dad bought Ben Askren, the guy who never even won a fight in the UFC. The guy's a fucking complete jobber,
2: you know? Beat Nate Nate Diaz, beat Nate Diaz. You mean Ben Askream,
1: right? And <laughs> oh, the, the soy boy, Nate Diaz, the guy who's also a 50-50 journeyman fighter who who should have been retired five, ten years ago, who has no brain cells left in his fucking head. Oh, yeah, that's a great win. Darren Till. Uh, Knocked out Darren Till. Oh, Daryl the Doughboy Till. Oh, yeah, great win. Uh, all hype. He was built up in uh, the, the UK. The only reason he, people know who he is is because he's got a big following. He hasn't done anything impressive. Daryl the Doughboy, no you know, is a jobber too. Beat Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, Cowboys beating Cowboy Cerrone right now is like going to your grandma's house and beating her up. It's, it's not impressive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My grandma's pretty tough. Um, but I, 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 hear you. So you're not, you're not impressed with all. Now, now Ben Askren tweeted out that Marty sucks. But like, why does Askren think that Usman sucks?
1: Yeah, that's just, you know, that's just Ben Askren being a hypocritical little bitch like he is. You know, he has no room to talk, bro. You didn't even win a UFC fight, man. You came to the UFC and you went 0-3. You got knocked out by Robbie Law. You, you got knocked Bobby. out. Yeah, it was, everybody knows that was one of the worst stoppages of all time. Next next to my stoppage with Mark Notso Goddard, who fucking robbed all the fans of a fair fight. But that's another story in itself. Ben Askren is complete trash. He got tapped out by Damian Maya. The guy's 43 years old, man. So, so he has you, no room so, to talk, bro.
2: So when you fight Usman again, because I think that's probably going to be the New Year's Eve fight. I think that uh, they're going to try to, they know that, that that's going to be a huge fight right after the election. Um, oh, my God. When Trump be- wins. And, that's right, and, baby. And when uh, Trump probably, <laughs> probably oh, wins. Fuck the snowflakes. That's right, dude. Win. He probably will win and it's you versus Usman and New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. It's probably the biggest fight in the last, in the next ten years, uh, last year. What are you gonna do differently, anything? Well, well, first, the first thing I'm gonna do differently,
1: Adam, is I'm not gonna trust, trust the UFC PI to do my meals again because then I know I'm not gonna get poisoned two days before the biggest fight of my life and be puking my guts up 20 times. So that's the first, first adjustment that I'm gonna make. The second one is I'm going to wrestle more because I know Usman's scared to wrestle with me. He knows if he gets in scrambles and we have to wrestle and it gets, we have to dig deep, he's going to be too tired and he's going to fatigue and his strikes aren't going to be as powerful and, I'm, and he's going to quit. He's a quitter at the end of the day. You just have to take him to those deep waters. And last fight, I didn't take him to the deep waters because I was sick, man. I got food poisoned two days before the fucking fight. And, and third, the, the third adjustment is we're not going to have Mark Notso Goddard saving his fucking life. That second round, when I kicked him in the liver, he would have been finished. I rocked him a minute before that, and then I kicked him in the liver, and his liver was shutting down. He was quitting. He would have, I would have put so many strikes against the cage, he would have just gave up. It would have been a TKO there. But no, Mark Goddard saved his life, threw him a life raft, and he did it again with the fake eye poke when he, when he was faking it on the other eye. And, and you know, so I'm going to have a competent ref that, that calls the fight fairly, and it's down the middle. And, you know, besides that, I've made a lot of adjustments in my striking game you know, keeping my hands up, a lot more fakes, you know, just just a lot more depth to my striking game that people are going to see soon. And and all thanks to Colby Covington Incorporated. Now, Rashad Evans opening up his own gym in Florida. Are you going to bring him in? Shit, I might have to, man. I I heard he had a fallout with Usman. Usman treated him like shit. And it's sad because Rashad always had Usman's back. He put, you know, fake Usman on his couch when fake newsman had nowhere to stay and no money. And, you know, he brought him up and gave him a gym and gave him an opportunity and helped him out and worked with him. And then for, for Usman to turn his back and think he's bigger than Rashad and think he's, you know, God's gift to earth, because that's what everybody says, you know, the fake newsman thinks he's just better than people now. It's just sad. So, you know, maybe I will hire Rashad. I've always had respect for him, and I respect his accomplishments. And you know, also, also,
2: also, Dean Thomas started his own gym. I know that Dean trains Woodley, but I don't think he'd be opposed to training you, if, if as long as Woodley's not fighting anymore. Um, that might be a good too. Dean Thomas. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> he was a trainer at your gym. Come on, Dean Thomas. You what a, an amazing fighter. Uh, you have a fighter. possibly a hall of famer. Yes, Dean Thomas. Oh, yeah. What UFC fight did he win? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't have that in front of me, but uh, I'm sure he. I'm sure he. Joe, oh, gonna,
1: I yeah. think I remember that guy. His name was Didn't Do Nothing Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not Din Thomas. It's Didn't Do Nothing Thomas. What, what, why do you and Dean have – I mean, because he was an AT&T Hey, hey I, I got more money on my wrist right now than he made his whole entire career. So who gives a fuck about that nobody?
2: Who cares about money? The guy's a great guy, and you're a great guy. You fuck money, dude. You guys are both great athletes, and I just think that you might – who knows? He's he started his own fight, Jim. He uh, uh a couple guys. Uh, he has Greg Hardy working there. Um, oh. hey, and, Greg's man.
1: I, I got hey, Greg's my boy, man. I, I love that guy, man. One of the one of the great heavyweights in the UFC today with, with raw knockout power. So, yeah, you know, that's my boy. But you know, I got my, I got a great thing going out of him. I promise when I when I let everybody know what's going on at CCI, Colby Covington Incorporated, the coaches I got on my staff now, and the training partners I brought in, man. People are gonna be surprised, man, and I promise you will see a new version of me
2: 2.0. Are you gonna bring in Mike Perry's coach? Uh, his girlfriend. Uh, she's 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 undefeated with Mike Perry right now. Uh. <laughs> the only reason I'm bringing her in is for the bedroom cardio. You know. Get, oh. Get <laughs> oh no! Oh it's god! Sad,
1: you know, Mike Perry can get can get body bagged
2: any day, man. He 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 wants to get body bagged. Just say my name, buddy. I. But would, would that be a good fight for you? I don't, I don't think that you're going to raise – I mean, Mike Perry is a great fighter, but it seems like you're number one. He's number 12. I don't think ranked. he's ranked. I don't know if he's even ranked, but, I mean, he, 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 he had a big win uh, over Mickey Gall. Were you surprised by that? Who?
1: who? Mi-
2: Do who? you watch fights? It seems like whenever I ask you, you have to these guys. And then when you make your picks, uh, for, your, for your, you happen to know all these guys when you make your, your, like, betting picks. So how does that uh, work? I honestly
1: don't know any of them. And when I make my betting picks, I you know, I usually just go down the thing and I'm like, okay, that, that seems like someone who might win, you know? So right. let's begin.
2: him. Well, now that you and Joanna aren't teammates anymore, are you guys gonna go out? Because there was some sexual tension between you two. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, Joanna's right here on my wrist, brother.
1: <clears throat> Joanna, thank you, Miss Joanna. I'm You're so right. happy you, you won me this nice watch for, for when you got your ass beat and got your face rearranged by Wiley Zhang. (laughs) I called that for the people. You know, that was America's pick of the week. Wiley Zhang to rearrange Joanna's face. I'm a man of my word. Promises made, promises kept.
2: Okay, so this week, you like Holloway or uh, Volkanovski? I don't even even know. Who were they? Were they on my undercard last time?
1: (laughs) 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 You don't know any of these guys. I, I just don't pay attention to fighting. I can give a fuck less unless I'm fighting. I, I don't really care. There's only one person on my, on my mind right now, and that's Marty Fake Newsman and getting in a fair fight with him. And That's all I care about. I don't care about any of the other jobbers or all the other fighters. I'm not into the, oh, I'm here to make friends. Oh, let's be friends with all the UFC fighters. No, I don't, I'm not here to make friends, Adam. I'm here to make money.
2: Well, you're making money, man. I mean, it seems like you're, you're doing really well for yourself. you got a house in Florida. You got a nice car. You got a. You got everything going for you. Are you? Are you set for life? Can you, can you like retire for life at this point? Yeah, for hundred percent, without
1: a doubt, dude. I'm making more in sponsors than most of these fighters are making in fights per year. So, you know, if I wanted to retire and walk away now, I could. But, dude, I have unfinished business, and I have such a deep, burning desire in my soul just to just to come back and show people. Who I really am and the character that has defined me my whole life. So, you know, I'm just getting started, man. I have I barely just got warmed up
2: and people don't even know what's coming next. Well, listen, I, I believe it. I mean, I I believe that when you got had your first fight in the UFC in China, like three in the morning, I was like, this kid got something, and I, I followed you all the way since when you came to my show in Florida and came to the show in Vegas. We've been friends forever. I I believe everything you say. Um, you ever, you ever take a step back and think, man, I'm just a Look how far I've come. I'm, I'm the kid from Oregon, and now i got upset for life. I can probably retire my parents all because of my fighting skills.
1: You know, Adam, it, it's funny. You, you you took a trip down memory lane with me just now, and, and you know, you were like my first interview ever, and, and, I, and I thank you to this day for that, and that's why I always make time for you. I thank don't you. got time for any of these other media nerds, you know, these virgins that – you know, they're, they're, they're neck, you know, neck bearded virgins with that, that breathe out of their mouth, you know, sure. we don't have time for those guys, you know, because they don't have, you know, you have a martial art, you wrestle, you understand the game. These guys, they lived in their mom's basements. They're eating Cheetos and they're trying to have opinions about what fighters should do and, and this, and all oh, this loss and oh he should fight this guy. And they are trying to play internet matchmaker. It's just, there's no real journalism anymore, Adam. These guys didn't even get journalism degrees and they want to act like they're journalists. So that's why I appreciate you and I always have time for you. And on that same token, you know, yeah, you know, I do sometimes look at those days where I'm just like, man, I came from nothing. I came from the trailer parks, you know, I, I grew up in a very poor family and, uh, you know, my family was very blue collar and they had to earn everything they got, you know, they had to earn just for, for the opportunity to eat top ramen every day, you know, and, we, we didn't have nice stuff back in the day. So now that I can have nice stuff and I can help them out, buy them cars and, and do good things for me, it, for my fighting, something that I love and I'm passionate about and, you know, I want to do till the day I die is, it's incredible, man. And it has been a great journey, but, you know, I, I don't want to look at the journey till it's over and it ain't even close to over yet, Adam. So, you know, I'm not going to look at that till, you know, five, six years down the road after we've won a couple more titles and, and it cashed out. Now,
2: after you win at 170, are you going to go to 85?
1: You know, I, I would love to go to eighty five because I think it's uh, you know, it's a it's a big fight with uh, the style bender or whatever his name is up there. Yeah. You know, I don't I think he has the type of cardio that I have and, and I know he can't wrestle. So I think a guy that puts wrestling on him and implements their will will beat him. So, you know, you seen in the last fight with, with Romero that, you know, he he, he looked human. He does he doesn't look that good, you know, and that's an that's a over the hill UL Romero. So there's a lot of options out there. Adam, I might go eighty five, I might go to fifty five. You know, the options are are plenty. You know, I'm not not a big seven year as it is, so we'll see, man. I just want the biggest fights, and I want to fight for the people. Whatever the fights the people want, I'll fight for the people as the people's champion.
0: I love it. Well,
2: thank you, Colby. Have a great weekend. You're the best, dude. You're the absolute best. Take
1: care, man. Adam, much love, brother. Have a great night.
2: Take care. Peace. Peace out, bro. That was Colby Covington. That fucking... That american always, always entertaining
0: yes always
2: entertaining uh, what are your thoughts wean dog on the interview
0: i like that he acknowledges that you were the first to give him his like the spotlight of being on a podcast or being in the media or whatever i think that's really cool of him to do that with yes. his new fame and glory and i really do i really wished that he would be the one fighting Kamara usman uh this weekend uh but i think he will eventually get that shot again I think kamaru, kamaru will win this weekend and I think you're right about the um, the New Year's card so well, you know what, look I'm, forward that, to that. I'm
2: actually happy he didn't take this fight on a one-week notice though
0: that's true that's, I'd, rather, yeah. I'd rather
2: have a full camp Colby against a full camp Usman than I you know I just think that's a fair fight I think to beat Usman you're gonna have to see the best Colby which yeah. I think he can I think he can I think he can beat Usman I mean look he was a minute away from doing it yeah um, so, uh, but I want to see that.
0: Me well, too. listen,
2: uh, thank you, Colby, for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Joe. Um, yep. uh, you're the best. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. And
0: take care. Take it easy.